0: Five, six, five, four, three, two, 1, zero. all engines running commit
1: flip good afternoon welcome to SWAT Radio Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good buddy Doug McCary this afternoon on this glorious Monday
2: what is it it's February 20- 20 One is more it? day left in February is it-
1: Come on now, really? Yes, oh,
2: one more day.
1: It is, man. Good to be with you, brother. I, I, how was your weekend? I didn't. You know, we didn't see each other Thursday, I, I, Friday, I, Saturday, yeah, Sunday. I well, was just <clears throat> taking some time to rest. Understandably so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how, everything. Everything all right? I mean, yeah, we didn't even. Get, you know, I didn't get here in the studio early enough to really chat with you. So you know, we'll just let our listeners hear about how we get together.
2: Well, yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, it was. It was good. You know, I, I talked to Lori. We were talking just about, in fact, yesterday at uh, church, uh, our pastor was teaching on, uh, he's just teaching um, about, he's, well, actually, he was speaking about, uh, he's teaching from Timothy, I'm sorry, Peter, 1 Peter. He was talking about 1 Peter, but he was teaching. Uh, Speaking about doing a funeral, he had to do a funeral on Saturday and he talked about just how after you do a funeral, it's really tough, you know, because you just come to face to face with your own mortality and the reality Mm -hmm. that's, that's what happens. It's the reality of that. This is not our home. Right. Hits us. And, um, you know, and I, we were talking about it after church yesterday, me and him and Lori and I've been talking about it just. You just realize what really matters, what doesn't matter. And, you know, that's – but but afterwards, after you've lost somebody really close to you, you just almost feel numb a little bit, you know, trying Mm -hmm, to mm – you just don't want to do anything, so you just need a couple of days to process. Yeah, absolutely. That's what Laura and I have been doing. We've just been kind of resting. But, there's man, there's been a lot going on. I've been getting emails and texts and – stuff from things going on in our world everything from the this not new revelation that the coronavirus came out of a lab if you remember we said that back two years ago man yeah uh
1: you know but isn't it all about who you listen to and and listen wherever you are uh politically left right center uh you know we live in a time where all the algorithms within our uh, technology are going to feed you what you want to hear. And uh, and granted, I mean, it's no mystery as to where I am or where you are maybe politically, mm-hmm. which is biblically. But, um, you know, I think it's good to read other things. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people in the world today that only read what comes into their feed.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think it's important to get outside that. Hmm. Not that you're going to be convinced, but you certainly ought to understand how other people are thinking.
2: Yeah, and I'll tell you, it, we just, we've lost the, the element of real debate and discussion, mm-hmm. which I think is terrible, both in medicine and politics and every even in the church. And now, um, you know, right now there's this big thing with Saddleback and some other churches have been kicked out of the Southern Baptist Convention because – they are deviating uh, from what the leaders perceive to be biblical truth. And I certainly, I don't know all the facts of all those cases of the Mm -hmm. churches, but if what they say is true, then yeah, I I, I would have a problem uh, with the fact that women um, are equal in value in uh, every way, spiritually, As far as like the value that they have and the newness of Christ, the relationship with Christ—that's what you would call a complementarian. Yeah, yeah. But um, but there's an there's a great number uh, of people that are feeling like it's okay for women to start exerting uh, authority. Uh, through the pulpit in some ways because that's a that's a different place like it it, we're not talking about sharing a testimony or getting Mm -hmm. up or even reading a a a scripture right but explaining yeah and 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 giving that scripture i mean um i mean you're really
1: talking about well i mean the role of a pastor is much more than just preaching
2: oh yeah well well Yes, that's true. Um, but, you know, our friend Tommy Nelson uh, did a thing. Uh, Irving Bible Church out in Texas started ordaining women elders, mm. which is clearly, I mean, that—that that is clearly outside the realm of what the Bible teaches. Right, and, right. and so he did a kind of an overview of the Old and New Testament not long ago, showing that the male headship is taught throughout the canon of Scripture. Yeah, And it's a matter of role. And, um, that, I mean, you have 2000 years of church history confirming that as the correct interpretation of all these texts. And, and so you've got a group of people now who've completely disregarded that and they've jumped on, they've really allowed, and it started really in liberal circles Mm -hmm. and, so it has nothing to do with the dignity of women because that's taught throughout Scripture. Jesus yeah. valued women. Women are equal with men in creation and redemption, he says, and uh, they're co-heirs of grace. But in 1 Timothy 2 and in 1 Corinthians 11, there is male headship that is grounded in, and this is important, the order of creation. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and in the way that, that the Bible teaches this, um, the the order of creation is really important because God didn't create Adam and Eve at the same time. At least that's what the Bible says. It's not a jump ball. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it's it's not a tie. It's He created man first. That's the way God, in His sovereign creative design, chose to do it. And, and you know, um, it, it it's been about. I don't know, 40 years or so where Christians started embracing this egalitarianism, which is basically primarily in the liberals and even um, charismatic churches or Pentecostal churches. And um, and now what started there in that segment has popped into evangelical uh, circles because people are not correctly interpreting scripture now. They're using their their desire to interpret Scripture rather than what has been a part of the interpretation of Scripture for thousands of years. And uh, it's kind of uh, this egalitarianism is the new path to liberalism Mm -hmm. and um, because it puts the authority of the Bible aside. I remember my mentor Steve Farrar said he was asked to go to a church up in the Midwest uh, because they were having a huge issue on ordaining women elders. And he walked in the meeting and they said, well, what do you think? And he said, well, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the Bible says. Exactly. And if you're going to depart from what the Bible says and start ordaining women elders, you might as well go ahead and start ordaining homosexuals. Yep. And they do. Yep. Yep. There they are. Yep. That, that same group yep. is now doing that. And um, it, it's just not a, a good option for you. It's like a cancer right. within the church. And um, it's kind of. It's it's a way Satan has developed. This is what Tommy said. It's a way that Satan has developed to now get in the church and divide. Yeah,
1: I mean, Moeller speaks about the fact that you start going. If you look at most any church that has chosen to go this direction, there's a complete erosion of that church. Yeah. Um, ju- just as you bring in women pastors, people are going to be exiting uh, those churches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you know. There are scriptures that certainly, you know, we have to wrestle with. Uh, You've wrestled with scriptures. I'm sure I have in my own personal life. And, you know, this may be a tough issue for a lot of people. But when you understand this is God's order, this is his design. Yeah. Um, You know, who are you? To say it's not right.
2: Well, we don't have the right to do that. (laughs) You know, Wayne Grudem, who I really have a lot of respect for, says that from Genesis to Revelation, there's not one instance where a woman does teaching of God's Word to any assembled group of men. It was the priest in the Old Testament who did it, and the pastors, the elders, the apostles in the New Testament. There were women there. Mm -hmm. Jesus valued women. He was served by women. He 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 include they followed him. Right. And um in the New Testament, the elders had to be men. And that's consistent with what Paul taught in First Timothy two. what we mentioned earlier. He says, I don't permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Adam was formed first, then Eve. He takes it back to creative design. Mm hmm. It was the, what was that, First Timothy 2? Two, Timothy 2.12. 12, yeah. The woman who was deceived became a transgressor. And that's just not one passage because he, he's taking it back now to Genesis. And so, but, um, you know, whether it's a pastor teaching or an elder, um, that's one thing. Now, I will say this, that Aquila and Priscilla had some time with apollos mm-hmm. but that was more a private conversation this is right. not a public teaching arena right and um you know they took apollos aside and it says they together instructed him in the way of god more accurately and and the greek word for instructed is plural there which means it was together mm-hmm. that they did this
1: but again this isn't before a congregation no. Uh, no which is i think the the difference there
2: was well, a public teaching is what right. he's talking about right. um and some people go well what about writing a, what about a woman who writes a book uh well again that would be closer to what uh, aquila and priscilla did right. Right. Uh, like a private conversation about it and and there's nothing wrong with the women expressing things that god has revealed to them through Mm -hmm. the teaching of his word and stuff right um but when you invite a pastor to preach on a sunday morning what the leadership is saying is we endorse what this person is teaching and you should believe it and you should follow it and and basically that person gets up and teaching they're saying this is sound teaching Mm -hmm. um and uh, it's, it you know it's just yeah. different we'll, we'll we'll pick up on that when we
1: come back from the break we're glad you tuned in here to SWAT Radio if you want to call 844 777 7928 is the number 777 SWAT you can also check us out at swatradio.com stay tuned we'll be right back
3: if you'd like to contact SWAT Radio the toll free number is 844 777 7928
1: welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you've tuned in today. This afternoon, Doug and I are going to be working through this week uh, through uh Acts chapter 21 verse We got a lot to cover this week, Doug. Yeah, uh, you know, 17 through 40.
2: Yeah. Um but uh yeah. We do, uh, but you know, I the the, the reason this thing is that I want to go back to this uh, real quick, Brad, and then we'll get into it because and maybe we can talk about it each day on our yeah, little yeah. early morning thing, but I just want to say this cuz Wayne Grudem is a very gracious man. I mean, like he's very gracious with, uh, but he's a good teacher. He honors the word. And, um, you know, he was asked about certain people that are out there teaching now who have very prevalent ministries, and they teach to men and, women and men. And uh, he goes, just listen, because God blesses it does not mean that, that what – the people are doing are right because god's word you can stand on a street corner and read his word and god can use it yeah but he said that i think a woman who serves as pastor preaching to both men and women is disobeying god's word and there's always negative consequences for that there's an erosion of trust in the bible how do you determine what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. if you're going to disregard this verse that's right and there's an erosion of obedience to the Bible because the methods of interpretation used to justify what that woman is doing involves misinterpretation of Scripture or eroding of authority. In um, more liberal churches where women are ordained, there's been an amazing decline in the vitality yeah. and even the influence spiritually of that church. Yeah. And numbers doesn't necessarily mean success. Yeah, I was going to say you can have man. a mile wide and an inch deep, and there's <sighs> and there's no godly influence. But
1: there. isn't that pretty typical of our culture today that it's more about numbers than it is about hearts that are changed? You know, I think that's what Moeller was getting at is that there tends to be an erosion mm-hmm. within that the the local church when we start introducing really liberal type uh views on things like this.
2: Yeah. When you well when you misinterpret scripture, also, Brad, there's an erosion of male leadership in the home. Oh, absolutely. Because as the modeling of female leadership Mm -hmm. in the church, as it goes against God's word, um it's reflected in the lessening male leadership in the home. And there's gender confusion among boys and girls about roles and about Mm -hmm. the way God created them, as we see in our culture. And uh, if you live in a pattern of constant disobedience to God's word, you open yourself up basically to the withdrawal of God's hand of protection and Mm -hmm. blessing, which I think we're seeing in this country right
1: now. I I would totally agree with you. And I I think your point, uh, even within the home, uh, this is uh, some of what I spoke on this weekend was the importance of men in the church, men who have been converted, regenerated need to be in the word Mm. if your spiritual nourishment is only on sunday mornings or even a swat bible study for that matter you're you're spiritually malnourished yeah we need men we need bereans we need Mm. we need noble men who will
2: pick up the sword of truth and wield it right that's accurately and listen it
1: it you don't need to be a seminary grad by the way no
2: but again it has nothing to do with value it has everything to do with design and we'll look at we'll come back tomorrow in the first segment, and we'll look. You know, uh, Isaiah three twelve talks about one of the things of God's judgment is putting women over you. Mm. I mean, women in right. leadership. Right. That 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 right there is telling, you know. And I I, I just think that uh, as we as we look at these texts in Scripture, our commitment should be to the proper interpretation contextually. And and looking at it from a Genesis to Revelation point of view, where you say, "Okay, this if it, if this isn't cultural, then why did the church for literally thousands of years adopt that mindset? Hmm. Are you saying hmm. that the church was disobedient to God in this area for thousands of years?" And so we uh, we'll get back into that tomorrow. Uh, as we it, it really, cause it, it is a big deal because Brad, there's guys that you and I both know have spoken here, uh, that w- I've had a lot of respect for that have disagreed with this now. Mm-hmm. and they've, they've been soft because yeah. of people like Beth Moore and some other people, but it doesn't matter. I don't care. You can take the most gifted theological woman in the world. It has nothing to do with her education or her ability to articulate yeah. or even how long she's been doing it. Yeah. It yeah. has to do with what God says in his design and the way he designed and, and the way he calls the church to be led. Yeah, There was a reason for it. And and like you said, we don't get to determine. <laughs> it's not our church. It's his church. That's right. So, I like
1: what MacArthur says. He, he says, I don't have any authority over the members of my church. yeah, God's Word does. Den- and by the way, there's a good article. I'm, I'm sure you have one, too. Uh, Denny Burke, he is a professor of biblical studies at Boyce College, which is the the undergraduate uh, school at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville. He's got a great article. It's called Answering Objections. The saddleback's removal from the SBC. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it came out over the weekend. It was really good. 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 Not not a super long article, but I highly recommend people go. Denny Burke's go check a good guy. He, yeah. he's usually he pretty solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he just really spells it pretty simply. And uh, I mean, listen, I, I think I <laughs> there's probably been times in my life, Doug. I I may have disagreed, and I may have t- taken a biblical view of a certain issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I didn't uh, go at it with grace and gentleness and kindness. So mm. I, I understand there are going to be p- people who may uh, disagree. Uh, we don't want this. It, it, should this be a dividing point? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it should be. Well, it, it, yeah, if, well if, absolutely, because you're talking about God's yeah, word. If you know? you're violating his word, you need to fight for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul told Timothy, guard the good deposit. Guard the gospel that's been entrusted to us. Hmm. And if we're, if we're watering it down or we're going against what God's word says, it needs to be dealt
2: with. Yeah, listen, if you take First Timothy 2 out of the Bible, then, then I'd say it'd be a lot tougher issue. But when he takes it back to creation, that pretty much— makes it not a cultural thing it's a creative thing that's right so uh, i think we got a call and we will take it before we jump into acts 21 if you want
1: yeah let's take that call um jeremy who's calling (laughs) oh jim jim are you there brother
0: yes sir how are you gentlemen today
1: man we are doing well how about you
0: i am doing outstanding i want to be honest with you guys here Um, I have been struggling with a dilemma ever since this morning, and it is on exactly what you guys are talking (laughs) about right now. I kid you not, I work for a company that uh, is out of state, but they're a Christian company. They sent a study plan to me this morning through an app that I did not have on my phone. I downloaded the app, and the minute I saw who it was from, it was from, I'm sure she's a fine pastor, but her name was Amy Grosch, Hmm. and I didn't know, I've just thought about it all day long i I went ahead and uninstalled the app and uh didn't go through the lesson plan so i am so glad that you had this on today because i've just been thinking about it and thinking about it and praying and think
1: let's see i'm looking i'm looking this person up and it it uh I think it's interesting Jim I mean I my wife is for me she's probably the one of the best students of the Bible I know Hmm. and I listen to her regularly Hmm. but I think in light of this and I mean I think this is where it starts even is you know people send you know sermons by a woman I just I'm with you I just kind of immediately delete it and it's not that what she says may not be great May not be solid. May not even be. It may be biblical. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like uh, that's you know whatever whatever ministry that's coming from. I'm not sure I would buy into that. Yeah, well, I, and,
2: and and I want to specify life. too.
0: Dot Church.
1: Yeah. What's it called? It's
0: Pastor Life.Church, am- Life. Dot Church and it's Pastor Amy Grohl-shell, Groeschel. G R O E S C H E L. She's. am sure she's. Er, a yeah. remarkable woman, but I, I just it just it bothered me. I don't know why. I just couldn't embrace it.
2: Well I you know well you 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 bring up um you know her her husband is Craig Groeschel. I've heard of Craig okay. before. And um Okay. Again, this is the same kind of issue it appears that's going on in Saddleback is where you have her listed as a co-founding pastor, and um, she preaches, she develops curriculum, sister life groups. And listen, there's nothing at all wrong with her publicly preaching to women um, or young people. Uh, she can share with the young people. I would say, you know, uh, you know. And one of the questions comes up, well, how old is it? Too old for when a woman starts preaching to young men. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, it, it just, some of those questions get, you, you can start going off way off in the weeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What Paul was yeah. addressing was the public proclamation in the worship service. And again, this issue Uh, is something that leads, just like, I don't know if uh, you listened to Al Mohler the other day, he was talking about them changing the gender in worship songs. This started in liberal churches, and now that same thing where you start changing, listen, worship songs themselves aren't divinely inspired, but they have divinely inspired words a lot of times in them because they take them out of Scripture. When you start changing those things, God chose to use he i mean it's very he chose to use that when he defined himself he chose to talk about the man's role and a woman's role so those
0: well, he chose to come here as a human in male form, exactly. Jesus Christ himself. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And so again, it's not devaluing women. No. Jesus no, gave no more sure. value to women when he was around than anybody in that culture did at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, but thank you, Jim, for calling, and thanks for that question.
1: Yeah, that was good. Thank you, Jim. We're going to take a, a a quick break. We are glad you've tuned in. This is what uh, SWAT Ready is all about. We would love to hear your calls. Again, 844-777-SWAT. If you uh, have a question or comment, you can call us or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes and Doug McCary on this Monday afternoon. By the way, it, I don't know, I think it's close to 80-something degrees here in Jacksonville, and uh, boy, a heart goes out to those people up in California had to deal with snow this weekend, and uh, don't send that our way. It's been, no. I mean, the azaleas are blooming, it's like... You know, I keep wondering. Oh, do we still have one more uh like winter storm well, coming our yeah, way? my wife days?
2: was wondering if we should put our firewood away, and I said, <laughs> "Almost there." I think. I don't
1: you think know? I even got a sweater out this year. Uh, but uh anyway, beautiful day here in Jacksonville. We're glad you've tuned in. If you have a comment, uh, as you just heard, uh Doug and I take Jim's uh, Jim's call. We we love to take calls. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I did an interview over the weekend for a station at, that was at the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference, and I said, you know, SWAT Radio was originally designed with the idea we would exposit the Word of God, but then we would open the, the phone lines up for you to call. Let's have mm-hmm. some discussion. And I think that first segment kind of led into the second segment, which is not uncommon for us. Um, but listen, we'd love to talk to you about anything. Uh, I think sometimes... People hesitate making a phone call if they have a question about something. And I'm not saying we'll have the answer, but it certainly uh, – we, we enjoy hearing from you. The number is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you don't want to call, email us at askatswatradio.com.
2: Well, um, you know, um, Brad, we're in Acts 21, 17 through 40, and – We've, we've been looking at Paul as his kind of ministries winding down, and Paul was a guy who, um, even to the very end, surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ. He was totally surrendered. And we, we live in a culture, quite frankly, that almost does everything we can to minimize the lordship aspect. Um, Paul preached the lordship, and he models the lordship. In fact, You know, I I talked a couple of weeks ago about the four types of surrender we see, one of them being incomplete, which it says, I'll just surrender up to a point. Mm. I'll give God 98% of my heart, but this other uh, 2% over here, I ain't letting go of. And there are people that really believe that that's okay. They're told because they pray a prayer, they raise a hand, they have some kind of mental assent that that is okay. Um, then you have insincere surrender, which is all talk, no action, kind of like Peter was mm. before he had the Holy Spirit. Right. Just, oh, I'll die for you. but hot, then Hot and cold. And then I just yeah. deny him right away when, when it comes. And then you have intermittent, which kind of comes and goes, not necessarily all talk and no action, but it's just the humanness uh, that we struggle with. We, we come to Christ in full surrender. But our life is a struggle. Like Paul says, the things I don't want to do, I do. The things I want to do, I don't do in, in Romans chapter 7. But then we see total conviction. And again, this does not mean perfect. It means that Paul was totally surrendered to the lordship of Christ with his conviction, regardless of consequences. He he didn't just follow Christ when it was convenient. And you know, we we looked at this call in the first part of 21 to, to live a fully surrendered life, that we live daily with the knowledge of his purpose. Uh, we live deliberately with the singleness of his purpose, where we kind of cast aside those things that weigh us down. And we live dyingly with the supremacy of his purpose, where even if it cost our life, we understand that the most important thing is God's purpose for our life. And if he wants us to die, then that's the best place for us. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Paul now is in Jerusalem, and here's what's so amazing. He's led thousands of pagans, not people who knew the law, not people who knew Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, or the stories that were passed down, but thousands of pagans who had, they were idol worshipers to now become followers of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And even though Satan tried through uh, persecution and suffering and even trying to murder Paul, trying to wipe him off the face of the earth, his, you know, his message and his life continued. Why? Because he was God's messenger carrying God's message. And God says, no, nope, it's not his time. So, you know, one of the things that struck me is you would think with all that Paul went through, There would be this pride in him that when he gets to Jerusalem and meets the leaders and they make a demand of him, he'd go, whoa, wait a minute. Who are you? Do you know all the things I've suffered, Mm -hmm. all the things I've done? But we don't see that. And I really believe Paul is one of the best examples, if not the best example, of the best man you can be as a spirit led man, because he had a human father and a human mother. He had the sin nature that came into him uh, and at birth. And he, he was a guy fully surrendered to Jesus. And, and that's, he's just a humble guy. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't always that way. Right. But he was when Jesus intersected his life on that road to Damascus, he changed him in a moment.
1: Well, I was talking about this with Craig Henderson on Friday when, he was in here as we were looking even really at last week's message. Um, Just, I think it's amazing. I think, you know, obviously God converted Paul, but the, the, the rebel or the aggressiveness of Paul as Saul carried over with Paul, but with humility, Mm -hmm. Uh, he was, you know, converted. He was, he was fully surrendered But he still had that same passion that Saul had. Hmm. And,
2: uh, yeah, that that doesn't happen apart from God. No, it doesn't. And here's the bottom line. When you're humble, you're usable. Yes. Without the humility, uh, it's hard for God to use us. Yeah,
1: somebody said, what do you look for when you're looking to disciple somebody? Uh, Somebody said, I'm looking for the fat guy. Yeah. (laughs) Faithful, available, teachable.
2: Yes, that's right. Uh, was that Brian? Didn't I don't know, know who said Brian that. But <laughs> well, well, listen, this week we're going to look at three main ideas. Today, uh, this idea of giving God the glory for all the things he's accomplished in me. We as believers and followers of Christ, if you're his, are called to always give God the glory. When people point to you or even when you reflect on the things God's used you to do, We ought to be giving him the glory. We're going to look at that in the first few verses. Tomorrow we're going to look at uh, God calling us to submit to his authority through those he's appointed over us. And then on Wednesday we're going to look at God calling us to trust in his sovereignty in the life he's allotted to us. Everybody has been given a different allotment. Uh, He's allotted to each one of us a different path. And, And so when I look at you, Brad, if, if, if i'm envious of you and want your life that mm-hmm. means i'm not trusting god that the life he gave right. me is what he wanted me to have
1: that's right we're not satisfied in what god's given us yes ah, i always love that piper quote from um what was it what book was it um don't waste your life yeah he said god is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him mm. and uh yeah i'm i'm I was excited about uh, digging into this this week after looking at my notes from Wednesday. And I want to encourage our listeners, if you are in the Jacksonville area, northeast Florida, uh, there are – obviously, we love having you tune in to either the podcast or the radio broadcast. Or if you go to SWATradio.com, you go to the archives, you can listen to any any broadcast there. But come join us in person, really, because there's just great fellowship and there's great time in the Word. Uh, just good connection with other men. If you're interested, go to SWATradio.com. Uh, you can click on the meetings tab, and you'll see the the locations that we meet at and the times that we meet. There's always some good chow, and uh, we'd love to have you join us in person. Well, Brad, um,
2: real quick, can you read just the first yeah. three verses? Yes. Or seven, actually, four, 17, 18, 19,
1: and 20. Yep, let's do of it. Acts 21. Acts 21. When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified God. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed? They are all zealous for the law. What did you want me to go
2: to? Just 2020. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Yep. So here's the thing. What does he say in verse 17? Brothers received us gladly. That's fellowship. Hmm. That's fellowship. I can remember when, you know, when my mom passed and I was in Meridian, I had some college guys I hadn't seen in 30 something, 40 years, maybe. And, uh, just the encouragement from mm. them being there. You know, it was encouraging. And what God's doing here with Paul is there's this fellowship moment where Paul gets back and, and these men are coming around him. He's about to go in. The rest of his life mm. is going to be in chains. Yeah. And and so God is encouraging him. And who is it? It's guys from Caesarea that are with Philip. It's the guys from Jerusalem that are with James, who's kind of the spokesperson of the elders, guys from Asia, uh, Paul, and, and the guys he has with him. They're all meeting together, and James, by the way, is James the brother of Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus. Correct. It's James the Just. He's also known as Old Camel Knees, and he is, uh, because of his prayer, uh, the same James that was martyred by being thrown from the temple, and there's elders there. Historically, in this time period, there's about 70 elders over – the tens of thousands of believers in Jerusalem. Mm. When we think of Jerusalem, we don't think of tens of thousands, but there are tens of thousands. And there were 70 leaders in the Sanhedrin, and a lot of commentators believe there were 70 elders there that oversaw the church of Jerusalem. It wasn't First Baptist, First Presbyterian. It was the church of Jerusalem, and they worshiped. And notice the transition. In Acts 4, the church was led by elders. In Acts 6, you had deacons added in acts 15 when they met to discuss their judaizers it was the apostles and elders and now here we are in chapter 22 and it's just the elders and that's how god leads the church not one man yep. but elders plural elders lead the church for god they serve him and, as under shepherds
1: and just to repeat what we said in the first segment those elders are men they're yes. men Yes. and uh That's God's design. We're glad you tuned in here at SWAT Radio. We're going to take another break. Uh, If you want to call in that last segment, 844-777-7928. Again, that's 844-777-SWAT. We'd love to hear from you. Go to SWATradio.com. Click on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us there. Stay tuned. We will be right back.
3: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255 and online at Guardiangroupjax.com. The Guardian Group Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ church They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175.
1: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you've joined uh, Doug and myself here this afternoon. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928. You know, Doug, I, looking at this first point we're kind of covering in this first these first three or four verses, yeah. about that God calls us to always give Him the glory for the things He has accomplished through me. You know, as oftentimes when you're reading through the text, what kind of what is it that stands out to you in that text? Hmm. And that's that's what just screams out at me. you, know, you think of the you know, the ministry, the accomplish the accomplishments within ministry. As you said, you know, here he is gonna, he's going to submit to the authority that's designed, that's been designed, and yet he, he doesn't argue with it, which I know we'll look at later tomorrow. But just this idea of the impact that Paul has had, amongst the thousands Mm -hmm. it's to god's glory it's not to paul's glory it's not to his elders glory it's to god's glory
2: well and it's interesting brad he starts um it it says in verse 19 look what god has done one by one right Mm. he's specific here he goes back and he he's going back and he he's talking about like uh when he was in Ephesus, right? And um and and there was a riot or the seven sons of Skeva, you know, he was over in mm-hmm. uh, the seven sons of Skeva and he um he he cast out demons. They tried to do it. He's telling each one of these stories, you know, uh when he was um uh, over in uh Philippi and all of a sudden the uh the the people throw him in jail, and he's in jail, and, and him and Silas start praising God. Why? Because back in Psalms, it talks about praising at midnight. So at midnight, they're praising God, and an earthquake came. So he's just going through, recounting yeah. one by one all these stories to them, and what do they do? Paul, that's amazing. We're going to make you the leader <laughs> of the church of Jerusalem. No, that's not what they say. It says they break out into praise of God. They just they just start, and, and by the way, if you go to Acts 14, uh, 27, and Acts 15, 12, you see Paul use the same language, all God had done. Mm-hmm. He relays all God had done. It's not, look what I've done. And, you know, I remember one time, Brad, uh, one of my mentors guys telling me, he said, Doug, listen, when you communicate with your partners and people who help support you and even your church uh, mission teams, make sure you're not talking about what you've done. Amen. Talk about what God's done. And he referenced this. And so just like you know, Paul is so full of humility, if you are, are going to be used by God, you've got to be pointing to God for the glory for the things He's accomplished. And they do this 20 years, 20 plus years of ministry. Now, Paul's relaying them and they just spontaneously over in, uh, in, in verse 20, start praising God. And it's a really beautiful thing to see what happens. And I can just, you can just picture them, all these elders, 70, a hundred people in there and they're just praising God.
0: Mm.
1: What a great message that is, Doug, even just for churches today, you know, Mm -hmm. We, I feel like there's this um, this idea that, well, my church is the best church. <laughs> I remember sitting in a service one time so years and years ago, and this pastor said something like, you know, we were the first church in this city to have an escalator in our church. Mm. And I thought, well, what good is that? I mean, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with an escalator, mm. but what how's that important? And it, it's easy to get caught up in that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you know, we have the biggest church. We have the fastest growing church. We have the We, 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 we. Mm-hmm. And if God is blessing that, I think, as you kind of touched on it in the first segment, we tend to measure that by numbers, yeah. not by hearts that have changed. And I think, yeah, I don't know why. I just didn't look at that, that closely. He related one by one, mm. the things. So, very specific it's not generalities he gets very specific yeah
2: he does and 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 there's a reason for that i i believe it's helpful to do that we relay these things when we talk to people that have been praying for us and supporting for us you tell them specific god tell them what god's been doing right and uh and that's what he does so again the the main idea is that god calls you and me to give him the glory for the things he's accomplished through us. And we see in Paul this humility there that makes him usable. So tomorrow we're going to get into the second part of verse 20, and we're going to um, where he these leaders talk to him about the the people that are there who are believing Jews. I think a lot of times people, Brad, forget there were tens of thousands of believing jews in jerusalem this time mm-hmm. this is 20 plus years later right it's actually uh, yeah, almost 30 years later that um after christ died so you, you there's tens of thousands of believing jews that are there and what paul is doing is bringing money from gentile churches and gentiles with him and you see this beautiful picture of unity there that uh, is is great that Luke is bringing out, and and Paul is about to give the last real public message to the Israel, mm-hmm. to the to the people of Israel who aren't believers yet, the Jews who aren't uh, as an apostle. Yeah. And after this, after Paul goes away, we don't see any more apostles. You know, all these people that say they're an apostle today, they're little a apostles. If they're any kind of apostle, then you can be a little a sent one. But there were the 12 and then there was paul and yeah. by the way it took the 12 three and a half years of walking with jesus right yeah. Paul was right away sent out met him on the road a few days later man he's going back down to jerusalem proclaiming so
1: well uh
2: hopefully you can tune in the rest of this week again i want to encourage you
1: if you are not in a in a study and you um maybe realize you need that which i think we all do uh, go to com. click on the meetings tab, check out where we meet. In fact, uh, we meet uh, here in the building Doug and I are in right now, the Salem Center, mm-hmm. on Wednesday at lunch, and uh, we would love to have you join us in person. Doug, there were a lot of guys uh, at the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference yeah, this that's weekend right. that uh, came up and said they listen to SWAT regularly, mm-hmm. and I just want to thank those men who faithfully uh, you know, tune in, even support mm-hmm. us, and uh, this is uh, not a free gig. Uh, we're, we're not making any money on this, but no. but, but it costs money, and uh, we're thankful for anybody, any support that we get. And if you you have any interest in that, you can go to SWAT Radio, go to the website, and uh, you can find out how to support what we're doing here. And uh, anyway, um, you know, I think there's a this this idea of humility is desperately needed uh, today and uh i was thinking about uh, jim's point uh that our caller early on he received a i guess a message from somebody in his work that i guess came down the the pipeline and i've actually had that experience doug where i've got a a guy who who i'm friends with and every morning he sends me uh you know, a quote or somebody and they're not short quotes <laughs> they're pretty long quotes but uh, you know, it'd be all sorts of things, from Joyce Myers to Joel Osteen. And, I, and every once in a while, he'd send a uh, one that I thought was pretty solid, and I'd respond back, this is mm-hmm. great. But what's interesting is what that showed me is it exposed something in this guy that he may need to be discipled. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't mean you have to shove it back in their face, but it may be an opportunity to, to engage with some good material, some things that uh, might be a bit more solid. I remember... Even over the Christmas holidays, my uh, mother-in-law played me a, she said, oh, you got to hear this message. And the minute she started playing it, it was a, it was a woman from the pulpit in her church in Chicago. I won't mention names. And uh, I immediately stopped it. I said, let me ask you, is this your Sunday morning worship service? This is a woman preaching? She said, yeah, she's fantastic. I said, I'm sorry. I just won't listen to it. And she immediately said, why? And I said, I just opened up my bible i said let me show you why and it was a great opportunity i didn't have to slam her i just said uh, i just don't believe well, that's and biblical. We, should,
2: we shouldn't slam we should be yeah. charitable and loving about it but the but the bible is clear that's and listen right. uh, i i i know that sometimes people can say things that are not kind yeah and 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 that's not the way to handle it uh but but we should be true but part of the problem is you got churches I don't know if you saw this, Brad. There was a church out west that posted a job listing, kid you not, blank church, I'm not going to say anything, it's looking for a pastor who teaches like Craig Groeschel or Stephen Furtick. <laughs> Furtick. <clears throat> um, this offer is not going to be like any other job post. Um, um, basically, they what they want is they said um, – what did they, they basically wanted you – they, they were looking for somebody who would not preach their own material. They want people to memorize and plagiarize the sermons of these celebrities' preachers. Is this a joke? That's, no, it's not a joke. <laughs> oh, wow. No, well, it's, it, not. it's They uh, don't want an expositor. Yeah. They don't want a biblical preacher. What they want is a performer. I
1: don't know if you listened to that uh, podcast about the rise and fall of Mars Hill but that was one of the things. When charisma outpaces character, yeah. you're gonna have a problem. And it's just it's something I just has sunk with me. When charisma outpaces character, there's gonna be problems coming. So Doug enjoyed it. Yeah. As always, uh, hope you can join us tomorrow. We'll be back here, same time, same place. Yeah, SWAT 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 radio.
2: Yep. See yep. you.